Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through topics like pleasure, beauty, embodiment, femininity, art, somatic healing, mindfulness, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today, we are diving into a topic that is particularly delectable, because today we are talking about coming to your senses through the art of fragrance. Fragrance is the most spell-casting of all of our senses. Fragrance is inextricably linked to deep memory and deep limbic knowing in the body. Fragrance can conjure a memory or an experience or an intuition that goes beyond the rational, logical mind and speaks right to our gut instincts. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you just a different perspective on fragrance. You know, particularly here in the United States, fragrance is seen as this highly chemical concoction that is meant to deodorize and sterilize a woman's humanity. And today, what I'd like to share with you is a reorientation to fragrance as a way to adorn and to anoint the sacred temple of your body and as a way to communicate to those around you the essence of your energy through aroma. And before we dive into today's episode, I'd love to take a moment to just honor our community and share with you a review. So this review comes from Lily's Garden, and it says, Mary is the best and has a voice like velvet. I just listened to the first episode and was not disappointed. One of the things I admire most about Mary is she is one of the best speakers I have ever heard. Smooth, sure, relatable, and soothing at the same time. She has a way of making sensuality and self-care doable, but not just another thing on the to-do list. I love that. Thank you, Lily. 
She makes you remember a better life is just one breath away and doesn't require anything more than your attention. Thank you, Mary, for offering your beautiful wisdom to this world in this challenging year. And if you haven't worked with her before, do start by listening to this silky chocolate truffle of a podcast. Ooh la la. Thank you so much, Lily. That is one of my greatest hopes with this podcast is that it strikes a deep remembering inside that pleasure and connection and fulfillment is not just about what we do or what we have, but it's about that quality of attention and ability to savor what we do and what we have. So thank you so much for that generous review. And if you would like to hear your name shared here on the air on Radio Mary, <laughs> Radio Sensual Living, please head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review, where there's a short one minute video showing you how to leave a review and a link to leave a review anywhere you get your podcasts. of fragrance. So I love to begin with one of my favorite quotes about fragrance from Iona Miller. The history of fragrances is as old as the history of humanity. Who knows when the first person noticed they could rub a pleasant scent onto their skin to good effect. Ancient recipes can evoke mystic, even ancestral memories from the cauldron of the unconscious temporarily transporting us to bygone times. As essence, perfumery is intimately related to alchemy, with its primary process of distillation of gross materials into fine. Fragrant oils, some of which survived millennia in their ancient bottles, are among the most cherished items ever produced by mankind. Perfumery is an olfactory art form, a tantric and hermetic art when it is personalized in a signature scent and used for balancing the personality, it adds another dimension of pleasure to life. I mean, I think we can all go home right now. I mean, that just really says it all, don't you think? So I'm wondering, have you ever applied a perfume and been reminded of your grandmother? Have you ever walked into a room where there is some gardenia oil diffusing and all of a sudden your whole mood starts to lift and change? Today I was working out with my trainer and I started yawning and she said, oh here, inhale some peppermint oil to wake yourself up. Have you ever leaned over a pan of garlic and onions sizzling in melted butter and swirled in some fresh rosemary and taken a deep inhale. So there's a reason that we call it aroma therapy. Aroma can have a profound therapeutic effect and this happens in two ways. So as an esthetician, I know quite a bit about aromatherapy in a therapeutic context. And if you're a science and skincare nerd like me, you'll find this very interesting that the way that essential oils and extracts work is that when we inhale them, we inhale them in through the nose into the olfactory bulb, which is this bulb of nerves in the nose. And that olfactory system is deeply linked to the limbic system, which is the part of our brain that is most deeply associated with memory and emotion. 
which is why the smell of chocolate chip cookies baking might remind you of your childhood or something like that. When I was a teenager, I used to go into Bath and Body Works and spray my crushes cologne onto an index card (laughs) and keep it in my wallet because I was too afraid to make a move on him. But anytime I wanted to conjure his presence, I would just whip out that card and take a deep whip. So these molecules of fragrance enter through the olfactory system into the limbic system, which can have a profound psychological effect. In addition to that, with aromatherapy essential oils, the penetration through the skin, the penetration through your sense of smell, moves these oils into the bloodstream which is why some people use essential oils therapeutically, like they'll put clary sage on their womb around their premenstrual time. And I do just want to point out that essential oils are quite different than chemically produced fragrances. And so if you imagine taking a drop of lavender oil, lavender essential oil, placing that on your hands, taking a deep whiff, the calming sedative effect that would have, But if you spritz some Chanel Mademoiselle onto your hand and took a deep whiff, it might smell pleasing, but it would probably leave you with a headache. And yet, every time I spritz on Chanel Mademoiselle, I am reminded of my time hosting retreats in Italy because that is the fragrance that I would always wear on those retreats. And so there's this therapeutic return through my senses to that delicious experience. And I am not by any means a master perfumer, but another thing I find fascinating and that I think you will too, is kind of the anatomy of fragrance and of perfume. So you're probably familiar with the term top notes, middle notes, and base notes. And this can be really helpful in choosing your fragrance or your perfume, or if you'd like to make your own perfume at home. And so the top notes of a fragrance, when you first spritz a fragrance on your skin, the first thing that you're going to inhale are the top notes. So these are usually lighter scented oils like lemon, orange zest, bergamot, grapefruit, berries, herbs, lavender, things like that, that have this lighter, sweeter, if you think about in an orchestra, I think of the top notes as kind of like the flutes, the wind instruments in an orchestra. And this is important to know because you may spritz a perfume on and immediately smell these top notes, but really amazing fragrances, especially high quality ones, really develop over time. And so knowing and asking the person you're purchasing the fragrance from about the different notes can be really informative as you start to understand the anatomy of your fragrance. Middle notes, also known as heart notes, are what appears after the top notes start to evaporate. So the middle notes are really kind of the meat or the heart of the fragrance. They are quite long lasting as opposed to top notes that evaporate more quickly. And here's where you'll find your florals like geranium, rose, the more woodsy fragrances like lemongrass, ylang-ylang, coriander, Um, Things like neroli, jasmine, nutmeg, these more spicy, hearty kind of aromas. And then we drift into the bass notes, which are the kind of like the cello or the drum, the bass drum in a fragrance. And these are kind of what support 
the heart notes or the middle notes. These are the foundation of the fragrance and is what will be left after the fragrance is mostly evaporated. Examples of base notes, I'm sure you can imagine, are things like sandalwood, vanilla, amber, uh, patchouli, musk, cedarwood, you know, these really woodsy, deeper, intense, kind of the Beethovens of aroma. And so knowing all of that, you know, choosing a fragrance is such a personal thing, but something that I really recommend that you do. I mean, I am always on the hunt for an amazing fragrance, and it's kind of like looking for the Holy Grail. I've been looking my whole life and haven't found that one signature. I've found a few that come close, but I haven't found that one signature. But what I do know about myself is that I love deep, amber-like When I was 16, I used to wear opium because my best friend's mother wore that perfume and I wanted to be just like her. And all the people at the cosmetics store (laughs) would laugh at me because it gets regarded as um, a perfume for an older, more mature woman. But I didn't care because I just loved it. And so I really love those woodsy, yummy, kind of deep bass note based, spicy kind of aromas. You might love something more splashy, more light, more floral. And I really recommend going to, I mean, if you can, um, in New York, there are quite a few custom perfume shops. You really kind of have to look for them. But, you know, these real perfume artists that exist out there. But even if you go to a department store, you can sometimes find someone who's worked there for a while who really understands fragrance. And talk to them about how you want the perfume to feel, what perfumes and fragrances have turned you on in the past, what visuals you carry with you with this fragrance. So when I think about my ideal fragrance, I see two images. One is like a vintage coat with a big fur collar. So there's like a sophistication to it, but that meets a caftan that you might wear in shopping the streets of Marrakesh. There's a spiciness to it. There's a sensuality to it. There's like a desert, warm sun on your skin kind of vibe to it. So these are two very different images, but I know it's out there. I know this fragrance is out there. I just have to find it. And what I'd love to share with you now are two ways that you can be creative with how you apply fragrance to your body as well as how you include fragrance as therapy in your life. And so when applying fragrance to your body, one of the things I have in my Sensual Living Meditation album is a anointing meditation, a chakra anointing ritual, where we go through the different energy centers of the body and we apply oils and we say mantras and it's very delicious and amazing. And an inspiration for me around this was, there's actually also a meditation to apply your perfume. And an inspiration for me around that was this book, Fatal, How French Women Do It by Edith Kuntz. I think it's actually out of print. And some of it is a little bit patriarchal, but it's a disclaimer. But in this section on fragrance, she talks about all these different ways that you can apply fragrance to your ankles to the backs of your knees, right above your pubic bone, to your lower back, between your breasts, to your belly button, behind your ears, at that little hollow at the center of your collarbone, 
to the insides of your elbows. And so often when we apply perfume or fragrance, it's just this mindless that goes on in the morning. But I encourage you as an experiment to either with essential oils, which you can have a little bit more freedom of application, or with your perfume spritzed onto a cotton bud, experiment with anointing this sacred temple of your body, entering each chamber deliberately as you bring this holy practice of anointing to your body. And then beyond just how you apply fragrance to your body, fragrance can be a touch point of relaxation or energy as you move throughout your day. So of course, aromatherapy candles are a source of that. My favorite brand is Makana Candles Tea Leaf. It's one I send to all my clients. Really fragrant houseplants like citrus blossom or eucalyptus or gardenia. Um, keeping essential oils next to your bed. So at night, keeping relaxing oils and applying them to the soles of your feet, which is an area of high penetration. Or in the morning, just taking some lemon or some peppermint oil to rouse you out of bed. Literally stopping to smell the roses, the trees, the soil, the wildflowers, your food, your wine, your coffee, taking that deliberate inhale, which will not only provide a pleasing experience on its own, but if you're doing it with food, will also prime and open up your taste buds more deeply. Of course, you can use essential oils in your home or in your car, diffusing them, placing them in the trash can, putting a little bit of lemon oil on your sponge. Another thing you can do is create a stove steam. So especially when the weather is cooler, putting some cinnamon and clove and other spicy kind of ingredients on the stove or in the summer, putting some lemon and some eucalyptus and some bay leaves on the stove and just putting that at a low simmer for an hour or so. It fragrances and fills the house with these beautiful aromas. You can also do the same with a facial steam with a few rosebuds, some honeysuckle, some chamomile. And the last thing I want to share with you is some ideas for blends that you can make on your own. So I love playing with aromatherapy in my cleaning products. You can make a really simple glass cleaner with just some vinegar and water. You can make a carpet refresher by just adding essential oils to baking soda and then scattering that across your carpet before you vacuum, letting it sit for about an hour or so. You can also make a really simple solid perfume by just taking some beeswax pellets and some jojoba oil, melting that over a double boiler and adding in essential oils. And around the holidays, back when I was in my 20s and had no money, I would make custom fragrances for all of my friends and family. And so I want to just share with you three of my favorite blends. So the first I call Enchanted Woods, and it would be a blend of patchouli, rosemary, and orange. So woodsy, so foresty, so refreshing, moss under bare feet kind of vibe. The next would be Rosebud Radiance, which is just simply rose essential oil and sandalwood essential oil, incredibly feminine and sensual. A really great one to put, uh, as long as it's in a carrier oil, between the breasts. And then as your heart beats against it throughout the day, it casts a spell on everyone you encounter. 
And then the final one is something I call wake-up call, which is grapefruit, lemongrass, and peppermint, which you could use as a solid perfume, but I like to keep this blend just in my desk. And as I start to wilt at the end of the day, just taking a few deep inhales and massaging it into my shoulders, really, really great refresher. And I will leave you with one last quote, which a man at Lord & Taylor once shared with me when I was living in New York, and I went in to buy some perfume around Christmas time, and he said, do you know the famous Coco Chanel quote? And I said, no. And he says, well, where you apply your perfume is wherever you want to be kissed. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. See you next time. For more coaching classes and community in the art of sensual living, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free course on how to reduce anxiety and increase your natural confidence through powerful embodied body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com confidence to get instant access to the course today.